Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Yay! We're live! Hello, world! Hello, hello! Oh my goodness, I see us live, and that brings me joy because I can see your face. I missed you last week, Molly. Ah, it was nice. Oh my goodness. It was nice to be away. I miss everybody. And, um, you know, it's funny when you take time off like that, um, you either feel like, oh, I'm not needed here or that you feel like you are needed. <laughs> and um, I came back and I felt very needed and very loved. So um, that's, mm -hmm. you know, so. I love, well, you, I think I sent you a text saying, I know it's bittersweet, always coming back, but know that you were missed and we love you and we're so 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 happy to be back <sighs> wow this is a big this is a big week it's our first show in august it's lion's gate this week <sighs> i can't wait uh, and we're kind of in the final countdown for why well, I, I would say the biggest conference we really truly have a chance to partner on which is woman up yeah that's coming up. I mean, it, it's four weeks, like four weeks from right now will be Tuesday, September 3rd. And we will be in our avatar bodies. <laughs> I'm so excited. I did a fun little video on our wave maker, like our little secret wave maker page where we give them all of the, the goodies to go out there and share. And I was, I did a video for Sherry Chris, who's the CEO of Realogy Expansion Brands and because we were dreaming up some ideas last week. And so I sent her a video of the space and I changed my outfit. And I also did a little video for Christine and Pam who are going to be doing the yoga uh, in the mornings. And so I have this new little fresh outfit on, a little white hat, white glasses. I'm like, this is just fun. It's like- Avatar had white hair, white glasses, right? Not, you didn't change, but your avatar changed. My avatar changed. Yes. I was like, oh, I need something that feels like a little fresher. And like the shirt is, is, isn't the perfect BHG color, but it's definitely a BHG color. Um, it's green. Uh, so, I mean, you can really represent who you are. You can represent your style to a point. I mean, there are no Frankies. There are no boho caftans. But, you know, I mean, if women were in charge of the closet, I'm pretty darn sure it would look a whole lot different than it does. Uh, you know, alas, we have, uh, we have yet to 
bring our feminine energy to the, uh, the, the virtual world space. But you know what? I think that we can make some change there. So anyways, long story to share that you were missed and I'm looking forward to going full speed ahead with getting all of the plans and getting all of our lionesses and our amazing women and men together in a virtual space. Yeah, I know. It's just so crazy. The summer is, you know, every the days are getting darker and we're moving into like the shift of moving into fall right now is very like, like I feel it in my bones and the kids are getting ready to virtual school. And, you know, it's just so weird how um, we're close this time of year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're cutting up a little bit. Um, and I'm reporting, reporting, I don't know, transmitting from (laughs) my phone. (laughs) I try to look back in one more time and see if we can actually get, um, we're having some difficulties today with my sound. So, um, I can try. Yeah. Maybe just try to come back in and, uh, just that everybody can hear you. I'm actually hearing a weird echo too. I'm not sure what that's coming from. I think um okay, trying it again. Trying to come back in on the other one. Let's see. Coming. <laughs> you know. This is how we roll around the interwebs these days, right? It's all about being flexible and having fun. Can you hear me? Oh my goodness! I can. I for some reason I hear you even louder and clearer than before. Let's hope hope that the world does as well. (laughs) If not, I'll just so I'll just nod and smile. No, no, no. Okay, so let's let's get ourselves centered with some breathing. Yes. And I mean, there's not a whole lot of talking with that anyways, but I can hear you. So I, I do think that we've got that under control. Okay, awesome. Let's do it. So um, today, I want us to take our hands and again, connect to our heart and our belly. So um, it doesn't matter which one, um, but you know, just again, ground and center through the sitting bones, allowing the feet to connect to the earth. If so willing, maybe take off your shoes. And let's just do a few rounds of deep body breathing. So pulling the air in through the nose, expanding the ribs, the chest, pulling that air deep into the belly, and then exhaling completely squeezing and wringing the air out of the lungs and exhaling again through the nose. So inhaling through the nose, full expansion in the the lungs and the ribs and the belly, and exhaling completely, wringing, drawing all of that energy inward. Inhaling, opening, expanding. Mm. Exhaling, ringing, contracting. Big breath in together. 
And then big exhale through the mouth, release and let go. <sighs> Yay. That was so good. You know, I have to say uh, in the book, Burning Woman, I love when she's talking about, I think she calls it the hungry woman. Yes. Is that, is that part in the book where she's talking about like for so many years, we women have been hungry. Yes. And, and she talks about the physical hunger, right? Like we're, we're taught that we need to be tiny. And so we have to control what goes in into our mouths and we're constantly on a diet and how now kids at the ages of three to six, I think what she was saying are already starting to worry about being fat. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so gross. And though, and a lot of her statistics that are like that are here in the United States, Yeah, which is incredibly embarrassing. Uh, however, one of the things that she said that, that I was thinking about when we were breathing into our bellies, because I know I say this every time, but I love that we love the belly yes. when we're breathing. Yep. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be just the exact opposite of the misogyny and the patriarchy's push down on our on our bodies and what they they believe our bodies should look like? If we our desire was to have the biggest belly when we're taking these breaths, well, right? Like yeah. that our belly expand. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. flip that upside down, and instead of worrying about your belly appearing large and unattractive, that your belly is is beautiful and round because you're bringing in all of this beautiful energy. And yes. I feel like I'm in the season where I'm looking for all of those, when I feel the mind monster, I'm like, hmm, where did she come from? Well, the fertility goddess, the Venus of Dukendorf is a round, you know, female shape because the creatrix, you know, the, the feminine energy that makes things you know, born into this world is round and full and whole, right? Yes. It's not yes. skinny and scrawny and stick-like. It's full, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm an art nerd, um, you know, and so when you look at, you know, the, the Renaissance and Baroque art, women were full with squishy bellies and round breasts and, you know, filled with all of this stuff and generous and you know that was beautiful and um i think we sort of need to embrace that again i mean it was a funny moment that i had today because um, my facebook memory popped up with just eight years ago you know a picture of like a yoga pose that i had and um i was like dang i was tiny you know and now eight years later you know i'm you know i have my menopausal body which is really different for me and um you know, so I'm like just trying to love all of these seasons that I'm in and not, uh, again, wipe, wipe the shame off of being like, oh, dang, I was skinny then, I'm big now, right? Or, or whatever, you know, whatever that internal dialogue is and just be like, you know, what? this season of my, my shape is exactly as it needs to be for this next season. And if we have famine, you know, I'm not going anywhere fast, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just, there's so much there that, that, that I would love to talk about. Uh, you know, I saw a funny meme that was kind of about this. It was like, now all of those Rubenesque women in those Renaissance 
photos and pieces of art all make sense because you know they went from one pandemic to the next. That's it. <laughs> all women now are all. I mean, except for those elite few who all they're doing is working out right now. Yes. Or selling like Beachbody or whatever program, right? That's their business yeah. is to be thin. Yeah. Um, most are like, you know, wow, I'm living in yoga pants. I'm kind of scared to put my jeans on. And yeah. I'm so glad that I shifted my my fashion journey over to the Frankies, the, the Bohemian caftans and because they are meant to be flowing and to honor every curve in a gentle way. <laughs> I, love it. I think it's so good. And I mean, again, it's just about like honoring and loving this body exactly as it is, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, and being able to look at yourself in the mirror in your fullness, in your wholeness, right? Yeah. And yes. not um have self-loathing and hatred and just being like dang girl you look good you know you got some extra stuff happening and i you know like it's a work in progress but it's an interesting shift when we can do that and see ourselves as beautiful um even when like the um we're not necessarily the um out of the magazines and what the world is telling us beautiful actually is so yeah. And I mean, when you, again, as we get older and wiser, we realize that the magazines are there to sell us something. They're not there to make us feel good about Our ourselves. Our entire world is built to make us feel terrible so that we continue to consume. Yes. And which is a great, uh, a great segue into our conversation today, which is about money. However, we didn't talk about what's in our delicious cups. Oh, you've got your disrupt undisruptible. I do. I have my water in that one. Ah, look at us. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, wait. Very good. Ching. Ching, I love it. Um, anybody out there who wants one of these, just um, send me a DM and I'll pop one in the mail to you because um, that's part of the Rate My Agent Undisruptible campaign. And we want you to have one. Um, so let me know. The um, Today, I have wellness tea in my cup. Um, mostly, oh. yeah, mostly because, um, you know, my posts, my feeds today, um, lots of people that I know, um, and love are sick. Um, and, um, you know, it just, it's like one after another, after another. And so, um, I just kind of wanted to have an intention of wellness and sort of unconditional love for, um, and so that's why I'm drinking wellness. I love it. Well, I'm drinking love. Oh, in a I'm, cute little yellow cup too. And I'm drinking it. Yeah, I'm drinking it out of my summer set. Ooh. I don't know if you can see her. Yes. So I that same, the same is inside the cup. Ooh, I love that. Yes. Now oh. this one is um, from my mom's grandma. I love sipping out of these. And and I almost forgot to put this on for the show again. I had to take it off because I had Lizzie outside. Um, but I, isn't she pretty? Is so I got good? her in, no, gosh, no. I've had her 12, 13 years now. 13 years? Mm. Uh, I bought her went on our last trip to London or our first trip to London. I bought her at this little tiny, like where you walk down into the store kind of boutique. In London, you know, they've got the ones that are kind of like below yeah, the street. I love it. Um, and 
Yeah, I used to wear it all the time, but of course, for the last four four months, I'm not wearing so much jewelry. And so I was going through my stuff this weekend, and I'm like, I need to bring out some more rings. What have I got in here? Yes, you know, like have some fun with that. I love it. Yeah, I've got kind of have a big ring on today too. It's my Baltic amber. It's beautiful. I love amber. Kind of like my magic ring. It's so good to have baubles that make us feel that way. Um, did you set anything out for the full moon last night? You know, I didn't, but um, we did do a harvest festival um, on Sunday. So mm -hmm. when I mean a festival, I mean like Stacy and I cut our first piece of corn and we buried it in the ground and just start trying to reclaim this sort of natural rhythm of like what it like an agrarian lifestyle, right? Now that we are actually yeah. growing things, you know, like honoring that our land is feeding us and then giving back. And that book that we both read, um, we, we read Braiding Sweetgrass, right? Did you I, I haven't finished that one yet. No, I kind of got distracted with um, Mary Magdalene Revealed. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will get back to that one, though. Well, and what she talks about is like you take, you know, you take one, you leave for you know, so you never take the whole bunch of anything. You take enough and then you leave it so that it can propagate and regenerate and all of that, right? And that, that yes, natural, yes. basically, alignment with nature. And um, and so that's, so we practiced some of that this weekend and it was really beautiful. And um, I don't know, I just, I just love this and love this life of being super intentional and aware of food and our body and our connection to this greater web. And um, yeah, it was really beautiful. So mm, I love that. Well, I think that that's one of the gifts, the gifts of wisdom in, in growing older. And not to say that, you know, some 10 year olds don't have, you know, outrageously old souls and kind of walk the plant like this from the get go. But most of us, it takes a, a few decades to get here. And I've been having so many conversations with the women and the lionesses in my world about how when we really slow down and recognize the power in aging, mm. that we really, it, it doesn't matter what the world says. Mm. It, it really doesn't matter. I mean, they, and right now we're, we're learning this more than ever that they have, they don't have control over how I feel about myself. That's me. And, and I'm not going into, at, the, at least in my household, Drew does all of the shopping because he's the extrovert and he needs to have the social interaction. <laughs> but I'm not even being bombarded by magazine covers right now. Mm -hmm. and, and so truth be told, I feel better about myself mm -hmm. than I ever have because I have far less negative self-talk coming from external locations. Oof, I love that. That is um, pratyahara, right? Which is a yogic idea of sensory control, right? And part of that is what we're intaking, not just yes. what we intake with food, but what we intake with our mind, what we watch, who we who we play with, or, you know, all of the, the people and the all of the stuff. So, yes. yeah, that's, that's beautiful, right? That's well, and, 
I feel like in the Mary Magdalene book, she's talking, she was talking about a specific type of prayer. Like she had gone, she was going to, it was like, what, what, how many schools did this woman go to? My goodness, Megan has like a jillion letters after her name. And she was talking about how she had gone to a monk to learn how to pray a specific yes. prayer. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have to let you know that this prayer is about opening up your heart. And if you don't live in a, what is, what is it called? A monostatic mm -hmm. uh, lifestyle that it's almost dangerous because you're actually opening and freeing your heart. You're like releasing the boundaries and living with your heart out. And so if you're walking in our secular world, if you are, you know, you have exposure to whether it's magazine covers or, or news coverage or whatever it might be, that living this kind of heart out can, can be painful for us. And I thought, how, how interesting, how profound that we really have, we've created a world where we have to protect ourselves from praying freedom. Oh, I mean, I think there's so much there. I mean, I think oh. some people are just naturally wired like that. You know, I think some, I think through some people that I know and love in my life where it's just, I think their wires are, you know, exposed, if you will. And they're so much more sensitive to that. They can't, they don't have that outer layer, um, you know, to shelter them or to provide, you know, uh, yeah. uh, skin. And, um, you know, it's instead of seeing it as something beautiful and sort of honoring that as an old soul or somebody, you know, we, we think of it more like they're, they're just too sensitive. Um, my son, my oldest son is that way. I mean, he, you know, is just super, super sensitive. Um, and I once had someone, a wise person told me to just imagine that he was traveling the world without protective skin. And that is how um, oh. I would understand how he felt about things, just sort of constantly exposed. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, and I would imagine that now you're better equipped to handle that relationship than you were maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, although it's shifting, and, you know, it's a constantly yeah. shifting, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Well, and I think that that's, again, you know, today, today's affirmation is a fun one. And, you know, when I wrote it, uh, I have this feeling around the, the energy I wanted to create in others as they read it, mm -hmm. because the topic, the word money yes. is, is really hard for some people. And, and it, it, it was for me too, until I had, you know, some of my life epiphanies, if you will. Mm. And so uh, let, let me read it real quick and then we can kind of yeah. dig in. Cause I know you've got some really awesome stories and, and, and changes and shifts there too. So, mm. so this week's affirmation is filled with alliterations. Which I, love. I am a marvelous, motivated, moxie filled money magnet. The more I have, the more I can give and bless others. And I mean, marvelous, motivated, moxie-filled, money magnet. Come on. 
Yeah. Like saying that, I feel like the fear of looking at talking about, you know, opening up the kimono in a conversation about money, it, it made it more fun. <laughs> I agree. And honestly, this is one of those affirmations where it's like, take the shoes off, throw open your arms, you know, go into your yard and scream at the top of your lungs, you know. I Please do. Well, you know, the reason being is because it's tied to our self-worth, right? Yes. And that is, you know, as women, we have been trained to, you know, not, you know, like, I mean, we're just, it's the greed, right? Like we've been told that it's greedy to, to, um, you know, money is equal equals greed. And I just disagree with that because, you know, my shift of thinking in this was when I realized that the more money that I was able to pull in, the more jobs I can create for other people, the more energy that gets to flow and that are aligned with, you know, what, what, you know, and our business with Redtail and our intentional marketing services is all about right living, creating right living for other people, you know, and, you know, there is energy with that. So the more we're able to bring in, the more energy is able to flow out and that I know that the people that I'm able to help and pull into projects then get to work in their right living and they can earn honest money well. And then that flows and creates more and more circles and spirals out. So, um, but historically, I mean, I was the first person in Stacy, I can see um, that she's on here. I can actually see, I don't know what's going on with that today. Um, it's, it's part of the new Be Live stuff. Oh, okay. Well, I'm like, okay, well, so she handles all of our, you know, billing and everything for the business. And like, I'm not good at it. Typically I, I am practicing to be better at it. <laughs> yes. I didn't even have to say anything and you corrected yourself. I feel like I'm floating You're on air. Point. Yeah. Right. It's not your lane. That's okay. It's not my lane, you know, but before, not only that, but I attached negativity to it because yeah. as a creative, uh, you know, and I, I identify as a creative or an artist, you know, and, you know, that part of me is not, doesn't want to be weighed down with the, the dealings of monies. Yes. Um, but where I flipped it is the fact that the more I can pull in, the more I'm able to help employ the people that I know, love, adore, and respect so that they can then um, have right living in their life, so. Yes, yes. Well, and that's really what the second line of the affirmation is, right? The more I have, the more I can give and bless others. And, and this is the perfect example of adding feminine energy into an affirmation. That's it. And in particular, an affirmation that, well, or it's not the affirmation, a topic that has been so, um, so covered in masculine energy mm -hmm. for so many, I mean, when was it not? I, I, I honestly don't know when it wasn't. And, and again, I loved the story in when, or not really a story, but when, Lucy Pierce was talking in Burning Women about how, 
when women were burned, like literally burned or murdered in some way, shape or form, there was a very large percentage of them back in, in the, in the back old days who were actually murdered for counterfeiting money. And the reason they counterfeited money is because they did not have access to it unless a man gave it to them. And I thought it, this is, I feel like there is a version of that that we are breaking through now in our mm -hmm. capitalist society, that, that women were waiting for a table that would either create a chair for them, maybe expand a little, or in some way be asked to join an existing table that yeah. was, was heavily dominated and or designed by, um, by men with heavy masculine energy, right? Yeah. Like, and so, and the, the energy is, I know we're getting better here, even talking about it in that way versus in terms of gender, in terms of energy. And, yeah. and so when, when we look at those situations, I mean, there are so many women who have said, I'm not even going down that path anymore, Deb. Like I am building my own table. Yes. I am choosing my own wood yes. or my own metal or my own, whatever material yeah. and i'm 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 designing it in an inclusive diverse way that i saw in my mind's eye okay. and it's and this is the the beauty of that is that we those tables that that women and i'm saying women because that's yes the ones who are coming to me that these ladies are creating these lionesses are creating are very inclusive and so they are inclusive in shades and shapes and gender identification, um, all of the le luscious layers that we can choose yes. or, or that we are connected to in our life. And we're leading the way in that. You know, the Woman Up movement is a great example of that. So many, for the last, well, I mean, since it started in, in 2016, the, the first event and then really the second and third event were so diverse. They were so inclusive and it was, it had to be intentional at first mm -hmm. because the traditional places, the traditional stages where people were speaking were still heavily dominated by white men. And, and the most of the women were white, even though it was still like 5% of them. Yeah. Most of them were white, including myself, right? And and so uh, the intentional side of how you teach businesses to be, how you encourage uh, conferences, and uh, you know, the, even the videos that you're involved in creating in the industry. That this is this is why I believe that when we elevate women to the tables, when we inspire women to create the tables when we bring them to the leadership conversations that all of these things that we feel such angst about are going to shift. Oh, it's how we naturally think. I agree. Right. And, um, you know, for me, nature, that blueprint of nature, where we look at a field of wildflowers, they're not the same. You know, when you look in the ocean in a reef and you see, you know, a hundred different types of fish and shapes and colors and sizes. There's yeah. nothing in nature that isn't rich and diverse like that, you know? And so if we start to align ourselves again with those cycles and with that blueprint, um, it does look 
beautiful and it's you know it's not homogenous um yeah i love the idea of just i'm like i'm not looking for an invitation for anyone's table i really am am quite quite focused on on building my own and i think that there's something really cool if um you know if we all sort of release ourselves of needing that invitation to someone else's table um and even yeah. if your table is a, a table of one um yeah. but kind of owning your own um awesome sauce you know and you know being content with what that looks like you know yeah well and having a table for one is a great that actually is a great metaphor for what we're talking about right is that we as in particular as women it's been a very awkward thing to go and have dinner with ourselves mm. to sit in a restaurant alone it's you know the is somebody joining you like we couldn't possibly want to sit and have a meal mm. on our own in our own time with our own choices and a good book or whatever yeah and that we can we're shifting that in so many places and, and we are, are re-engaging with the power of self-discovery mm -hmm. and the power of self-love and, and self-interest. Like I'm interested in learning about me. Mm -hmm. Like I really, uh, when I start saying something, I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, where did you get that idea in your head? And I'm like, let's just explore that. Tell me more, Deborah. <laughs> so here's what you're doing though is you're giving yourself permission to fall in love with yourself right and you know in that language even saying that before like i would have had a reaction like oh who is she right um like you know it would have been very off-putting but now as i grow older you know and you know, I see people who are always just not looking in, but always just projecting out, 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 you know, fixing everyone else, you know, everything and, and not doing that work of real genuine self-reflection. Um, right. You know, it really is. It, it just changes. You know, when I was younger, I used to run an art gallery. And um, one of the things I did is I got to go in my 20s on a trip to Paris and to Mont Saint-Michel in France um, to look for art, uh, new artists. There was the, um, the big autumn fall, the big autumn um, art exhibition where we look for talent. And I went by myself. And so for the entire 10 day, two week trip by myself, you know, I was that person. I didn't know the language, sitting at the table by myself, awkwardly trying to look busy in a book you know, and I know, you know, like those feelings of being uncomfortable in your skin. And, yeah. um, you know, it's so funny, like if I were to go back and do that now, I don't, I think I wouldn't feel that way anymore. I mean, I think it's just more of a, I don't think I would have that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe I would either. Although I, I can tell you, I do, I love having my meals with someone yeah but i like my other time alone so yeah. so i think that now knowing that about myself like i love enjoying a meal with someone else and talking about the food and the wine and about our day like this is true for andrew and myself right now right yeah. like i love we we have we're running our businesses during the day we come together over a meal 
Mm-hmm. And I would probably now say, hey, Twitter, who do you know in Paris that knows great food and art? And oh. set up, you know, six dinners throughout my trip. Oh, wow. you, would, you, would, you would random strangers, you would do that? I would meet I would meet a random stranger at a restaurant, sure. Oh, good. I mean, the, the thing is, is with Twitter now, they're not really random. Like you can really learn a lot about someone by what they tweet. Oh, yeah. And you know, if if you were saying to me, "Oh my gosh, I've got a great friend in Paris who would has has a great restaurant," mm-hmm. and you're recommending me to, I mean, of course, there's yeah. a connection. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that I've learned where I'm comfortable being alone and where I feel more comfortable not being alone or not, not even uh, being comfortable or not, but about uh, knowing what I want. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to have somebody with me at, at lunch, but when I'm walking through a museum, I don't need somebody with me. In fact, I prefer to be on my own Yeah. because then I can go at my speed, mm-hmm. which can be lightning fast because I know what I like. And then when I find what I like, I want to sit, I want to soak it in. Uh, and <laughs> it's so funny. I don't, we went from talking about money to talking about art and, and know, eating by ourselves. I love our conversation. <laughs> it's hysterical. Um, you know, I, I do want to talk about the, you mentioned it a couple of times when we first started talking about money and that was around the, we were really taught that money was um, dirty or evil. And I actually wrote about that because I went back to, there's scripture uh, in First Timothy in, in the Bible, in the Christian Bible, that is so misquoted. I mean, it's actually misquoted by like religious scholars, mm-hmm. pastors, preachers, word of God teachers. They say, you know, the, the money is the root of all evil when it actually is the love of money. And and I think that, again, the love of money in that situation is very much about the power that you get when you have more. And we see it in, well, at the highest levels of leadership in our country, yeah. what's happening inside, you know, how they're, uh, um, in my opinion, uh, leveraging a political space for personal gain. Yeah. In, you know, to the detriment of a lot. I mean, I, even just seeing the small handful of very, very rich men in our country who have literally increased their wealth by billions of dollars during the pandemic. Well, 30 million people have lost their jobs. Like, you know, the people who serve them meals and clean their dry cleaning and like all of the blue collar service people who serve those billionaires who lost their jobs are like scraping by to buy something from one of them while they're by those people are making all the money. It's just so, it's so just dis, uh, disparate. It's so sad to me. It's, it's infuriating. It's sad. It's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but at the end we don't, we cannot control that. We can only just control how we vote with our own dollar. Right. And yeah. Well, and for me, like I always apply the layer of yoga, right? And so the eight-limbed path of yama and niyama, which are the first two of Yogananda's, or excuse me, Patanjali's eight-limbed path of yoga. One of the um, um, yamas is um, a parigraha, which means non-hoarding. So for me, it's not about the ability to make money and 
honoring the energy that money can produce, the goodness, that energy that can come from it. It's the hoarding of it for oneself, right? Yes, yes. That's where the energy flow gets cut, right? And like the infinity sign, right, of coming and going, that is where the wisdom is, you know? Yes, yes. Eight, the letter or the number eight, which is the month we're in. Oh, wow. sign. Yeah, it's not kind of fun when you think about that. Oh, wow. For a second. Yeah. I just thought I had like a little bit of a hair on the back of my neck stand up. Ooh. Ooh, it's very exciting. We're in the Aquarius moon right now. So Aquarius moon um, with a, you know, there's all kinds of good things about like letting your energy, you know, like this is a manifestation time, you know, where we let go that no longer serves and kind of push forward and manifest yeah. our health highest good yes well and I think that that goes uh you know one of one of the lessons that I learned in one of one of the financial classes that Andrew and I took when we like in the first I don't know five years we were married we're like how do we manage our money together like this is crazy and one of the principles was I tell my money where it is going Mm, not the other way around I, like, I, I command my cash, I say, and, and so there's a couple of mindsets that that, uh, that that strengthens. And I think that as women, it's very important for us to wrap our minds around, like we tell our money where it's going. Mm. I, I, so often I hear women say, oh, I can't afford that. It's like th- with that kind of language, that kind of mindset is negative versus I'm choosing not to prioritize that investment right now. Mm. One feels very um, filled with scarcity and negativity. And one feels very focused and actually moving towards abundance. I'm not prioritizing that investment right now. Yeah. It doesn't mean I won't someday, you know, I'm, I might not be buying a yacht today. I'm not prioritizing that investment, but I might someday, who knows? And, and so, um, it helps us see uh, an abundant future, even in the moment where right now, in particular, there's a lot of households, there's a lot of folks in our world who are streamlining their budget, they're bringing things in. And so it's really important as you're going through that process to not go into it with lack or a scarcity mindset that you're going into it with an abundance mindset, like we're cutting these costs can be flipped into we're saving this money because we don't need to be spending there. We're sure. saving towards something else, right? Yeah, and you're reducing the stuff that anchors us, right? So yeah. in some ways, this calling of calling of stuff, right, out of necessity is truly a gift because it's making us lighter, you know? And so, you know, that... Um, the burden of carrying so much weight, um, whether it's mortgage or debt or all of these things, you know, you know, is heavy and it is um, dulling of the spirit. And so it is interesting to go through this process of being able to lighten our load, whatever that looks like. So that again, we always talk about the Phoenix burning things down to the ground so that yeah. we can emerge with a new version of ourselves, And um, I'm looking at the clock and I have a 5.30 meeting. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, good. that's good that you said that. So, so that allows us to say in closing thought, we celebrate each other's prosperity and success. Yeah. And you have business at 530. So let us celebrate and close on that. <laughs> no, no, and it's, you know, if we wanted to do, you know, I think the intention or the um, meditation around this, um, that is something that we can um, maybe just we've got two minutes if we want to just do this for yes, last couple minutes and then yes. um you know and then this is something again that you can do at your own time when you have um a minute um a few more than a minute to spare so all right let's just close eyes grounding through the sit bones rooting through the feet lifting from the spine into the crown relaxing shoulders Bringing the awareness to the very tip of the nose, starting to connect to the sound of your own breathing. Shifting your awareness up into your mental screen, the space between your brows, your third eye. Begin to imagine what a life of abundance looks and feels like for you. Imagine where you're at who you're with and surroundings and imagine your surroundings. You can look down at your feet and notice where you're standing. Dial into all that surrounds you, sounds and the expressions of what abundance looks, feels, and sounds like to you. And then slowly bring your awareness back to here and journal that, write those things down, right? And it's yes. surprising sometimes what pops up in from our unconscious, right? And if it's like when you ask yourself, what does abundance look like for you know for me? It was vegetation. It was like a garden, right? With nothing material, you know, no, nothing wasn't stuff. But some someone may see like a. a closet of shoes or whatever that looks like right and so just honor yeah i saw water that's funny yeah, yeah, yeah i didn't see material either i saw water our feet in you know the shore of a water um, like a lake so i love that I'm, I'm going to journal that everyone else bring out your pen and paper when you're you're listening um and we will see you next week because we are both here next tuesday same time same bat channel <laughs> uh, have a one have a wonderful week everyone yeah we'll see you soon bye Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.